Save 10%. Six oh eight Thursday, a week before Thanksgiving. It's November sixteenth. It is your morning ritual with uh, me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM seven ninety two. Sons, most stimulating talk. How you doing? Everything good? You haven't you having fun yet? You asking me? Uh, no, oh. no. You I'm asking you? Oh, well, I mean, we're just getting started, and there's so much we need to talk about. Uh-huh. So much that we are going to uh, make fun of and. Well, there's all kinds of stuff. Anyway, there are three things that I think you need to know. Are you surprised you? by it? Yes, you. You. Uh, number one. I mean, where do you want to start? Uh, two more victims come forward about Roy Moore. Well, they call themselves victims. So, you're not, you know, now, oh, man, what is going on here? Oh, what is he grabbed my butt? And he was, you know, was 28 at the time. Did he really? Okay, I'm not doubting it. I'm not doubting it. But I just, and I was talking with Ryan, I just think that the establishment, I don't, I could be wrong, but I, I have just, just everything I've seen from the establishment, they are so evil in their ways. I don't think they would stoop to any low that we could ever imagine. Not only that, yes. they think the American public is a bunch of idiots. That's true. Exactly. And they insult us. Yep. So constantly. May, maybe Roy Moore's guilty. I don't know. But I'll tell you this. Uh, these two people have come forward and I'll give you background about uh, at least one of them. Um, but the lawyer for for Roy Moore came out and said, uh, let us have the yearbook. And I thought it was a great point. Of course, it got like no traction in the media. Let us examine how old the ink is. We could have an analysis done. Is that ink 40 years old or is the ink a week old? And I thought that was very, very interesting. Uh, and Gloria Allred is silent as hell on this right now. Silent as hell. Uh, Second thing that I think you need to know, one Republican senator has said no on the tax plan. That's Ron Johnson and three others, including I I think it's one Arizona. I want to say it's John McCain or Jeff Flake, anything else. They're still not sure. There's three Republican senators that they're not quite sure about. The House apparently is going to pass it. They're going to pass, but it's a little bit different than the Senate, but that's what they do. They get together and and they make a deal. Of course, the media thinks it's the worst thing of all time, and it's, okay, whatever. So you have that. We'll see what happens. I mean, they better get on it, and they better make some changes and go from there. Uh, Third thing that I think you need to know, and I thought this was very, very interesting. Talk about being a bit uh, tone deaf. The NFL has come out and said, Jerry Jones, you are damaging our league. (laughs) Not the protesters, the players... Being stupid. I mean, it's not like it's not like the the players. And there are some great players, by the way, who do great. These J.J. Watt. There's some other great players that do. Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, but you know, the players that you know commit domestic abuse, uh, whatever else. You know, they never come and say you're damaging our league. Jerry Jones, how dare you say that we need to clean up our mess and stop pissing off our actual customers? You are damaging our league for doing that. They actually said that. Oh wow, three things. That I think you need to know. I mean, this is, this is incredible. But there's something else we need to start with. Uh, I I have not been uh, downtown in a while. And what West Fourth and Sixth, or uh, something in a Fourth and Sixth, Fourth not West, but West uh, Fourth and Sixth. Also, I think I'm in I'm in uh, Manhattan or something, uh, where the uh, now faded gay intersection is. 
And it's gay because, well, there's music. No, it was rainbow colored. Remember that? And then, uh, of course, the rainbow colored washed away 68000 bucks down the drain because after about three months, the rainbow colors uh, just, just went away because of the rain and the cars going over them, things like that. And, of course, when we played the story, uh, Fred Ronstadt of the downtown whatever said the downtown Fourth uh, Avenue Merch Association said they're going to they're going to bring it back. We're going to do it again. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, guess what? Apparently, the feds say get rid of those rainbow crosswalks. They're a safety hazard, which of course some will say that's a dog whistle for homophobic. Oh no, no, no! Stop it! Stop it. I wonder what uh, what Chief Magnus, if he will ever say anything about this, because uh, he probably is a fan of the rainbow-colored crosswalk because he loves the inclusiveness of Tucson. He happens to be gay. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, but he's got to be a bit torn considering the feds have come out and said, this is a safety hazard. The Federal Highway Administration, this is from Kentucky.com. Well, that's the website. It's the Lexington Herald Leader down there in Kentucky. Uh, well, headline, Lexington's Rainbow Crosswalk is a safety hazard, federal officials say. <clears throat> uh, so the Federal Highway Administration wants the Lexington mayor, Jim Gray, to remove a rainbow-themed crosswalk in downtown Lexington. It was installed, of course, to promote diversity. But they say this poses a legal liability to the city. Now, here's the thing. If the city is, if the residents are okay with the fact that one day they may be asked to pony up, let it stay, right? Fed stay out of it. If, if, if the people of Lexington are like, we want to show, you know, of course, I'm pretty sure they probably were accepting of anybody in the gay community before the crosswalk was painted in rainbow colors. I'm going to go on a limb and say they're good people. I don't think that the crosswalk makes them any more accepting. But if the people are like, you know what? I want to show how accepting we are. And I'm willing to risk safety where a person could get run over. They could get injured. They could get killed. We could be paying a lot of money to a victim, their family. But as long as we show that we are inclusive by keeping this rainbow colored, because if we get rid of it, of course, we're not inclusive. Then let it stay. Let it stay. I think the same thing in Tucson. Let it let it stay. I wonder why they only did this in Kentucky, though. I mean, we, we've seen it all over the country, in Portland, and I think in Seattle, Tucson, of course. It's all over. Um, Thomas L. Nelson Jr., administrator for the Kentucky Division of the Federal Highway Administration in Frankfurt, said a two-page letter. Two pages, really, to say this? Said, while we recognize in good faith your crosswalk art was well intended for your community, we request that you take the necessary steps to remove the non-compliant crosswalk as soon as it is feasible. Now, again, some roads are state roads. Some roads, like Oracle is a state road. So I see some troopers on it. And then other roads are just city or county or whatever. Um, uh, the crosswalk apparently was sponsored through a grant, blah, blah, blah. It was a charitable thing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it was intended to celebrate the city's rich diversity and improve safety at a busy, busy intersection. What they're saying is that since it's so colorful, it can distract the driver. Because instead of looking straight ahead or, and, and peripheral vision to make sure nobody is, is going to get run over, uh, 
they'll be staring at the crosswalk and they could possibly hit people. Well, then we're good because ours is faded and ugly. Well, exactly. What I'm saying, should they not bring it back? <laughs> exactly. Um, Sorry. That No, shut, shut up. Lisa Adkins, president and chief executive of some foundation that did this or something like that down there, said uh, other cities in America have rainbow crosswalks and she has not heard any concerns about them. Quote, Lexington prides itself as being an inclusive city. The crosswalk does that and adds to the downtown vibrancy. To the downtown's vibrancy. Now, here's, this is what really got me in the article, too. Ready for this? They have an intersection. Uh, I don't know how big it is. Like, ours, I guess, is somewhat big. But I'm assuming it's somewhat big, right? You know, Ryan, can you Google a Lexington, Kentucky rainbow crosswalk? Yeah, I should have looked at this. Uh... See the images, and hey, let's see. I mean, it's a crosswalk, right? I'm assuming it's four, four crosswalks because it's it's an intersection, right? Um, just go to go to images. Go to images. Don't go to that. Go to images. Yes, sir. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, it looks pretty big. It's four. I mean, it's just like ours. It's it's four, right? Yeah. Um, and it's over brick and stuff like. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty big. Same thing as ours. Ours cost $68,000 and has faded away. Theirs apparently has not faded away. You know what theirs cost? She said, and again, it was paid for through a grant. A bluegrass, the Bluegrass Community Foundation sponsored the project through a grant from its Knight Foundation Donor Advised Charitable Fund, whatever the hell that is. So it looks like no taxpayer dollars were involved. This crosswalk, it says here, the project cost about $10,000 to $12,000. Of which the foundation paid about five grants. So maybe the taxpayers paid seven. I don't know. But $12,000 bucks versus $68,000. Man, somebody got taken to the cleaners on this thing. Holy smokes. Uh, yeah. Uh, wow. A spokesperson for... Who, Gray? Who's Gray? Uh, oh, yeah, the mayor, Jim Gray. Spokesperson for Jim Gray, who was the first openly gay candidate to seek statewide office in his unsuccessful bid for Senate in 2016, said the mayor had no comments. Uh, so anyway, the Fed said the rainbow-themed crosswalks, other forms of uh, art, crosswalk art, are not compliant with federal standards. Well, that's a big deal right there. Allowing a non-compliant pavement remarking to remain in place presents a significant liability concern. Again, potential for confusion for motorists, pedestrians. Remember the uh, red light cameras that were here? Yeah. And nobody knew where you could be. They had the intersection and they had like a red line. They had a white line. They had the rectangle. They had all this stuff. And nobody really knew because then they would, you'd get tickets from the cameras. Like the, especially the, the one at Grant and Swan and Oracle and River. Yeah. You'd get the tickets and you're like, but I'm, I'm in the intersection. Can I be in the intersection? Should I go past this line? There's total confusion. And now you have, I mean, you're not going to get a, a, there's no traffic cam anymore, but what do you do? So they're saying that apparently um, this creates confusion for motorists, pedestrians. They see markings. They don't know what's going on. The white crosswalk markings allowed by federal regulations are tested and proven to be recognized as a legally marked crossing location for pedestrians. Crosswalk art, people are like, can I cross here? Now, is it a case that they don't have the uh, the rainbow lines encased? It looks like they do. In white? Yeah. I, I'm not trying to argue one way no, or another. I, I, but I know, I, I don't if, know. If Because ours were not encased in white. They were just painted and it was, a, it was a hard edge, right? I don't remember if it was encased in white. I don't, I don't think it was. I don't recall. We can't see anymore because it's faded away. <laughs> then it's good. 
<laughs> then there should be a white outline to denote yep. a crosswalk. Yeah. Then it should be fine. Oh, man. But if it's not, I see where they're coming from. But, oh. but if it is, then so you paint so either it's black or it's rainbow. I mean, there you go. Either way, well, one way you waste the money. The other way, I hear you're you. saving money. I hear you. I, I just think it's going to be hard for the downtown people, the merchants and everything else to have it repainted from black to the rainbow color. Why would you want to add that expense? It's, why, I mean, why wouldn't you just save listen, the money and do something better with Because it? you don't think. They're not right in the head down there. They're wackos, man. But I'm just thinking it's going to be difficult to put it back to the rainbow color uh, because it's faded to black. Because I've heard once you go black, you just don't go back. And that comes to pavement. So That'd be true. Anyway, um, it says here, <laughs> Josh Mers, chairman of the Lexington Fairness, a nonprofit group that advocates for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender rights. Uh, Josh said, it surprises me. None of these issues exist in other parts of the country where they're doing the same thing. It's just another effort by this administration to try to put Lexington into a corner. And nobody puts baby into the corner or like a rainbow colored intersection or something like that, right? That's just not what, ha- what happens. Uh, anyway, he said, I know Philly has done it. Boston has it. Atlanta as well. Baffles me that folks in Frankfurt won't let Lexington make its own decisions. But it, they say it, it's not complying with federal standards. Uh, the guy from the feds who's based out in Kentucky, wherever, uh, said the purpose of crosswalk art is to uh, draw the eye of pedestrians. Then with the emergence of self-driving vehicles beginning to appear on roadways in the nation, the need for clear and uniform pavement markings adds further importance. Which is why we shouldn't have those stupid autonomous cars. Get out of here, self-driving this. You too, you too, too damn lazy now. You can't even. Yes. You can't even drive your own car. I could take a nap on the way to work. Ugh. How great Awful. that would be. No, I like driving. It's freedom. I go fast. Anyway, uh, six twenty. Well, drive me to the bar. <laughs> you Go tell to it bar. to. If you tell it to, it'll probably do that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Drive, drive me to the bar. <laughs> you, you just tell Siri to take you right then and there. Siri, we're doing Siri, number 12 today. Yes, Siri, I <laughs> number 12 today. Well, you got to have them all lined out. Uh, Siri, hold my wife's calls. We're going to the bar. That's exactly what we're doing. Oh, man. You'll oh, man. be sleeping in the trunk again. Well, <laughs> it's, it's what happens sometimes, right? It's what happens. You're the worst. You I need. Know. Here's the thing. What? You need. You need to just leave me alone. Stop being such a bad influence on this. Okay. Over what? I don't know. Uh, there's what more. What are you doing after work? Shut up. I know what you're doing. Yeah. We. By the way, it is beer club for men night tonight. That's right. Mister Ons, five to seven. I don't know if Ryan probably won't be there, uh, but I'll be there. Ryan is not required to be there. Let me ask my wife. <laughs> That's a no. I will be there, and my wife is overruled by iHeartMedia. <laughs> they are more powerful than her. iHeartMedia says you must be there, and she's like, okay. <laughs> so uh, I'll be at Mr. Ons tonight from 5 to 7, Oracle and Rudisil for the Beer Club. We're going to talk about all kinds of things. Can you imagine? I can't wait to hear what is actually, uh, what's actually making you uh, a little bit fired up. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. That's tonight, 5 to 7, Oracle and Rudisil at Mr. Ons. And uh, we'll get your calls on this if you'd like, 880-KNST, 880-5678. It is uh, your morning ritual. Oh, and you know what we need to get to is, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. We have so much to get to. Um I want to get to the NFL story with uh, Jerry Jones and what they exactly said coming up as well. And, th- man, there's Hillary Clinton, all kinds of stuff. Don't go anywhere. Garrett Lewis right here. KNST AM 792, Sounds most stimulating talk. 
Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to 200-200. 631, thank you for hanging out. Dude, it was like 51 degrees when I was driving into work today. So awesome. That's what sucks when you work this early, though, because it's like cold, but then by the time you get out of here, it's like 87, and you're like, it's warm. You know, it's... Go home and work on the tan. The only time to dress in layers is when you have to leave for work really early and you get up at 3 in the morning. That's the only time you need layers. I thank you. 64. It's up to 64 already. 88 again today. 88. Thank you. Turkey Day is supposed to be 79. (laughs) They are. Uh, Let's go to John real quick. John, welcome to KNST. Hello. 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 Hello, John. Oh, there we are. Hello, John. John, you're on. John. Yes, I'm here. Okay, Ryan screwed up. Sorry about that. No problem. I, I just wanted to make the point. I, I'm a contractor here in Tucson. I've done a lot of ADA-compliant work. And if I install something under ADA guidelines and it does not meet the code, I have to take it out and replace it at my own cost. Okay. So, so you're saying so, that that's ADA-compliant. I guess this is if it's not compliant with what the feds say, what uh, what the law is. That is correct. They, they stipulate the size of, of crosswalk how the striping is and the type of paint used in the striping. You know, I got to go back. I got to go back to the story from, from KVOA that they did the fading because that, you know, all of a sudden it was like, well, the, I don't know if it was the city, I guess it was the city transportation department approved it. It, it comes down to this. What ultimately goes on the ground is my responsibility. Just because somebody tells me I can jump off a building and break my leg doesn't make it right that I break my leg. Yeah. And so it, I guess it's your point. You know, it's up to you. But so, what what are you trying to say that the people that paid for this, the Downtown Merchants Association, they should pay to fix it? They should pay to fix it only if what they put back is compliant with ADA standards, or they're going to have to re- keep repeating fixing it until it does. But if if they paint a non-compliant crosswalk on the ground and somebody's within their bounds of that crosswalk and they get hit, then Somebody is liable for that damage because what they put on the ground is illegal. Yeah, and that, that's what I'm saying is that that's going to be the ultimate, the taxpayers of that city. Is it correct. So it's up to the people of Tucson, you know, and you got to, you know, they can come back and go, hey, thanks for paying uh, downtown merchants people, but we don't want to have to pay if somebody gets into an accident and a lawyer's like, reason this happened is because of the crosswalk, and then we have to pay more money just because you want to be even more inclusive than you normally are. Well, is it the city or is it the actual uh, people who did the work who got contracted to put it down? I, I think it would be the city. You see the city. The city gave them the go-ahead, I'm assuming. It, it would be all of them. Oh, that's uh, the contractor has to put up liability insurance for his product. The city has to accept it, so they're all ultimately responsible in a lawsuit. Man, this is awesome. But it is not a crosswalk if it is put on the ground incorrectly with the wrong kind of paint, the wrong size. Just because they paint some stripes on the ground doesn't make it a crosswalk. Oh, there you go. Interesting, John. Thank you for the the uh, clarification. I appreciate it. Sure, no problem. Take care. It's like it's, it goes back to Seinfeld, like when Kramer uh, decided to adopt the highway and he wanted to make <laughs> it from three lanes to two to give you some more cushy. <laughs> he's driving down, painting them black. <laughs> exactly. To make it wider. Oh yeah. For the like the, the one mile that he had, <laughs> we got some great over. Anyway, whatever six uh, six thirty uh, six thirty four. Uh, we will continue in about uh, six minutes. Uh, we got the Jerry Jones story. Plus, man, we might have to hold off on that because we. I want to get the Peter Schweitzer also. What he said. Uh, I mean, Hillary is trying to act as if she. It's 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 going to be a dictatorship if there's a special counsel is, is called to investigate uh, every corrupt thing that she did, especially the uranium one stuff. Uh, she's lame. You got to hear that. And then you got to hear what the FBI had and the Obama Department of Justice.
denied a warrant to surveil the Clinton Foundation. Oh, my God. You got to hear it. This is unbelievable. It's coming up right now. It's Fox. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus IHR radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to 200-200. 643, thank you for hanging out. Three things I think you need to know on this Thursday. That's what she said. Uh, number one, thank you. Number one... Uh, is that uh, two more victims have come forward, alleged victims, uh, of Roy Moore. <sighs> One twenty-eight, and he grabbed my butt after something. By the way, uh, his lawyer had a press conference yesterday where he said, Gloria Allred, uh, give us the yearbook. Let us analyze it. Let's see if it's his handwriting. Let it, we can do analysis to find out how old the ink is. Is it a week old? Is it 40 years old? We need to know if he really signed that, because he says he didn't. Or what? We'll, we'll see. And he also said, by the way, the victim... Uh, the year, uh, the the one that came forward a couple days ago, who said that she, you know, he tried to rape me. Uh, she said I had no contact with that guy, and blah 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 blah. Ever since then, uh, no, no, the one at the restaurant, the one at the restaurant with the yearbook. I think it was the, there's so many, and we said no contact. Turns out when Roy Moore was a judge back in '99, he was the presiding judge over her divorce. So I mean, sour grapes. Well, anybody? no, no, with that or she did she lie? I had no contact with him the rest of my life after that. Well, apparently it did. He was the judge that oversaw your divorce. Sour grapes. Not sour grapes. Lying. Second thing that I think you need to know. I'm going to change this because we're going to play this coming up. Um, turns out, uh, according to Peter Schweitzer of Clinton Cash, the Obama DOJ denied a warrant. The FBI had apparently a, uh, a audio or video. I forget which one. We'll hear it in a second. Of the FBI informant of the uranium thing. It was audio of the uranium, uh, the whole uranium one purchase where he had on tape Russians talking about bribes to the Clintons. Right. So the FBI went to the DOJ and said, we want to surveil and wiretap them. And the Obama DOJ said, nope, not enough evidence. See you later. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. Third thing that I think you need to know. Let's change it up a little bit. I I see all this stuff and I say, yeah, maybe we should do something different. Um, Jeff Sessions is now warning 29 sanctuary cities and states that you may have to repay federal funds because, well, you are adopting these so-called sanctuary city policies. Oh, yeah. You are restricting communications with federal immigration authorities about citizenship or immigration status of people. Therefore, Section 1373 of 8 U.S. Code prohibits you from doing that. You may have to repay Public safety grants. Oh, boy. is on. Three things I think you need to know. All right, let's um, let's play something. Uh, that you're, 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 this is going to just drive you nuts. This is like might be the soundbite of the day. There's a lot of stuff here. But this might be it. Let's play uh, first Hillary and then Peter Schweitzer. Uh, first, let's do number seven. Hillary was asked, uh, this Mother Jones left this website. That, she's still talking. She's still doing her book tour. It's like, just shut up already. This is how cocky she is. Like, I get away with everything. I get away with murder. Anyway, uh, number seven, she's, yeah, she talked about, uh, well, she was asked about the idea of a special counsel. And she called it personally offensive and other stuff. Listen to this. Here we go. But if I try to take myself out of it, which, you know, is kind of hard because it's personally uh, offensive that they would do this. But taking myself out of it, this is such an abuse of power. Uh And it 
goes right at the rule of law. As Secretary of State, I went around the world bragging about America's rule of law. Wow. That we were a nation of laws, not of men. Wow. And, you know, the justice system was blind, and obviously, you know, we, we were proud of that, but we had to always be vigilant to make sure that it remained so. And if they send a signal that we're going to be like some dictatorship, some authoritarian regime where political opponents are going to be unfairly, uh, fraudulently investigated. Wow. Uh, that rips at the fabric of the uh, contract we have that we can trust our justice system. So she's coming to the defense of Donald Trump. Well, what's funny is that it's like, you know, you're basically saying everything that implicates yourself about being above the law. We're, you know, you get away with everything. And then on top of that, I mean, you heard what she said right there as well, where she's like, well, you know, uh, we're a nation of uh, laws, not men. Okay, you have that. And she's the one that has been breaking the law, getting away with it, ignoring things. And people have been unmasked and spied upon. You want to talk about a banana republic and a dictatorship? People have been literally spied upon based on nothing but let's see if we can get an edge politically. Nothing was done illegally. Let's see if we can do that. Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding? What? So now that you know that, Peter Schweitzer on Fox News last night. Uh, Let's just do number 11. This is very, very important. Number 11. Here we go. Here's the problem. We know for a fact the FBI has in its possession another tape, an audio tape, uh, that was basically um, recorded by this FBI informant that's going to be coming forward. I have not heard the tape, but I've heard about the tape from people at the FBI. And that audio tape apparently is Russian uh, officials with this uranium company talking about making donations to the Clinton Foundation to gain favorable action. That tape was given to Department of Justice prosecutors, the FBI field office requesting uh, the ability to wiretap and to survey the Clinton Foundation. Mm. The Obama Justice Department came back and said, no, not enough evidence. What? Holy smokes. That actually happened. That actually happened. No, just because you have them on tape saying about how we're going to bribe the Clintons to make sure we can get the sale of uranium that we want, that's not enough evidence to actually surveil the Clinton Foundation. And, you know, let's play number nine real fast. We have time. It's 6.50 right now on KNST AM 790. This is actually before Peter Schweitzer. That was a, one of the la- that was like the, one of the last things he said in the interview. I'll put the whole video on my page at KNST.com. Um, but he talked about how this whole Hillary and Bill Clinton thing and the foundation, the whole uranium sale started back in 2005. Listen to this. Um, The Uranium One saga, most people are aware of this 2010 sale of Uranium One to the Russian government that was approved by the Obama administration. But the story really begins in 2005 when Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton help this Canadian investor, Frank Juicer, who's the founder of Uranium One, acquire these uranium assets in Kazakhstan, uh, which is a, a massive producer of uranium. 
And, and what we have in very clear evidence is the video testimony of the Russian, sorry, the Kazakh minister of Kabzadamprov, oh, yeah. which is the uh, Kazakh Atomic Agency. What does he say in this video deposition? Mukhtar Zhakashev, his name, says that they granted that concession to Frank Justra because Hillary Clinton, then a senator, blackmailed and threatened Kazakh officials, what? saying she would not cooperate with them getting U.S. money, that she would not meet with any Kazakh officials until the concession was granted. Uh, after that concession was granted by Kazakh officials, Frank Schuster sent $30 million to the Clinton Foundation. Oh. So we already have the oral testimony uh, by this Kazakh official. It's never been disputed. And by the way, Laura, in that testimony, he describes in detail how this deal went down. He talks about a Clinton Foundation employee named Tim Phillips uh -oh. who pressured him. When Tim Phillips was contacted and asked about this video, he did not respond. He changed his online resume, removing the reference to his employment through the Clinton Foundation. Wow. That's just one piece yeah. of evidence. So this is not a fantasy cooked up. This is something foreign government officials have talked about. Holy crap. Why isn't she in jail? Or being investigated in or, or something? something. I, dude, this... I don't know. Uh, you can't make up the terms that Peter Schweitzer said. It's the Kazakh Ahmad. I mean, wait, what? I can't even say that when I read it. And he was just saying it off the top of his head. Wow. Yep, there you have it. Uh, but Hillary's like, this. We're a nation of laws. If Trump, put, if they get a special counsel on me, it's gonna, it's gonna prove that this is a dictatorship. Excuse me. And then she said, "We this would be terrible if I was investigated to the people of the Department of Justice. It would be demoralizing to them. How would it be demoralizing to them, Eugene? Shut up. You don't even know what you're saying. 653, we'll continue. There's more. 710 this morning. Uh, apparently race is such a big factor in this country that black people are holding an event where they're inviting white people to come meet them. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you about it. It's KNST. You and your eye roll. Don't you do that. I already have a wife. Hi, 707. I got two. Yeah, exactly. It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM 790. Tucson's most stimulating talk. All right, there are three things. I Sorry, things are popping up on my Twitter feed and other stuff, and I'm like, I'm just trying to find where this stuff came from. This is... This is kind of big. This is what makes live radio, local radio great. It's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, anyway, there are three things that I think you need to know. Number one, and there's a lot today, man. There is a lot. That's true, Ryan. That's true. Uh, number one, two more victims from Roy Moore, which uh, I... One claims that she had her butt grabbed by him when uh, she tried to leave his office when she was 28. I, I, I just, listen, yeah, all this stuff's happening over and over and over. I just can't, and I'm not doubting it, but I am because I just don't. What really strikes me more is I, the, the levels of these politicians, these dirtbag politicians that have literally spent $15 million in hush money, our tax dollars, to hush up victims of sexual harassment and sexual assault that they have done, they have... Sexually, members, the male members of Congress have literally for the past 10 or 15 years, and even longer probably, assaulted women sexually and then paid them to go away. 
And now they're going crazy on Roy Moore, and they're they all these stories coming out because they don't want the swamp to be drained. That's what I think. Hey, anyway, his uh, his manager, his uh, lawyer came out and said, uh, Gloria, all right, give us the yearbook. We want to do some analysis of the signing. We want to find out. We can analyze. We can uh, test how old the ink is. Is it a week old or forty years old? We can figure this out. And she, so right now, will not release the yearbook. What does that tell you? Uh, and there's more. So we'll get to all that stuff. Second thing. That I think you need to know. Um, man, how about, eh, we'll, we'll do that one maybe tomorrow. Okay. Uh, Hillary Clinton. We just played it. I'll put the video up. Hillary Clinton. Apparently, when uh, the FBI said, we have audio of Russians talking about what they're going to do to bribe the Clintons so they can get approved, so she can approve them to buy uranium and uranium one. When the FBI went to Obama's Department of Justice with that and said, this is the evidence we need. We need to be able to surveil the Clinton Foundation because they're going to get a mass amount of money. The Obama DOJ said, nope, that's not enough evidence. We deny your request to surveil them. That is freaking huge. Third thing I think you need to know is that uh, Jeff Sessions... The Department of Justice, he oversees it as Attorney General, warning Illinois, Oregon, Vermont, 26 other sanctuary cities that if you want to get public safety grants, you have to comply with Section 1373 of 8 U.S. Code, which prohibits state and local governments from restricting communications with federal immigration authorities regarding citizenship or immigration status of people. Basically saying, if you don't work with us, you're not getting the grants, and you know what? You may have to repay the ones that you've already gotten. So he warned them. It may happen. Watch out. At least he's doing that. Huh? Three things I think you need to know. Now, I saw this story because Ryan sent it to me, and it was one of the most crazy stories. I've. And I say, it's like every day I say that. It's one of the craziest stories I've seen of all time. And, but this is, really, uh, this is really incredible in all kinds of ways. Uh, there are people that still push race as ra- like a major, major, major issue and blah, blah, blah. And they think, by the way, even if race, let's just say race is a major issue. You can't force people to change their minds. You can't force people to live a different way. The government tries. They try really big on social engineering. You know, I have to buy health insurance. You have to buy this. You have to do that. Blah, 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 whatever. If if there are black people that don't want to be friends with white people, that's okay. They don't have to. You can be friends with whomever you want. You don't even have to talk to your family if you don't want. Is the government going to come in and tell you you have to? So this headline is what got me. Associated Press. Georgia group invites white people meet a black person. Oh, Oh my God. Come on. Yeah, this actually happened. This, This is going on. Who the hell would go to this? Who would go? I mean, there are people that would go to this. White people. A professional group near Atlanta is inviting white people to, quote, come meet a black person. You know, my wife tells me, uh, and and she grew up in Michigan. Illinois for a little bit and then Michigan. You know what she told me? Hmm. Never met a Jewish person before. Till me. And she wound up marrying me. Never met a Jewish person. And everything was okay. It's whatever. You know? You're her first? Wrap that up, man. Lock that up. Lock that up. That's not what I... What does that even mean? You were the first Jewish guy she met. 
Jewish person. Person. Yes. Person guy. Yes. Girl. Whatever. Person. I identify as a Jewish man. Today. So, uh, point being, again, she's she not a, wait to meet another one? Well, Maybe it seems like she better, got better? This one's not bad. Yeah. Is there better out there? That's funny. Um, but the bottom line is that she never was like, man, those Jews must suck. I hate Jews. Never said that. Never thought that. So if you're white, come meet a black person? What? This is what's going on uh, in Lawrenceville, Georgia. It's put it's put on by some group called Urban Media Makers. They consult them. They call themselves a consortium of content creators. I almost think this is like a like a joke. Like I don't know something, but whatever. Uh, Cheryl Moses, president and founder of the organization Urban Media Makers, they apparently host an annual film festival. They hold contests for middle school and high school filmmakers. Okay. She's quoted in this story as saying, if white folks don't have none of us in their lives, they're the ones missing out. Okay. She was inspired by research she'd read about that showed that three quarters of white people don't count any non-white people among their friends. What happened if somebody would go to an area that was uh, highly populated by black people? And said, come meet a white person. I always do the shoe on the other foot. It wouldn't work out very well. And they'd be dumb. I'd make fun of that too. She didn't mean for the title of the event to be provocative, she said, right. But instead she wants to build relationships of trust and understanding. As a black woman, she said, she deals with racism on a daily basis. Rather than sitting around with her friends complaining about The way things are in the country or the world, she wanted to do something about it. Good for her, right? So she said, quote, my question is, why do a lot of white folks get offended when anyone brings up race or racism? Uh, Because we get blamed for everything? I don't know. Um, Is there anything in college talking about getting rid of black privilege? You have black privilege and you should get rid of your problems with blackness. Does that happen in college? Because there's problems with whiteness in college. Apparently, of course, what what are you looking at? Watch yourself. Oh, sorry. But there's nothing that. So that's why white folks get mad at that. Your privilege. (laughs) She said, let's walk through it. Talk about it. If we're friends, you can sit down with friends and agree to disagree. You know what, Ryan? I want you to contact this lady. Okay. It just just occurred to me. It's about her website doesn't work. One of the contacts, right? It it kind of does. No, no, no. No, it doesn't. Oh, oh my God. It doesn't work. The contact. Those work. Well, there's an office number right there. Right on the top. Put on your glasses. <laughs> My question is, she said, again, uh, you, you, oh, she said, you can sit down with your friends and agree to disagree. She wants to offer an opportunity for white people who are open to the idea to come and become friends with non-white people in hopes that they'll talk, then talk to their white friends about it. Like, hey, you know what? I sat down with black people and they're really not that bad. I mean, is that what you really, that's awful. She wasn't sure how many people had signed up for the event, which is meant to celebrate their anniversary, 16th anniversary, but she's got a lot of positive feedback after it was featured by uh, several news outlets, of course, because nobody but, you know, me is going to say this is just dumb. I just, when I saw this story, one, the ridiculousness of it, and then, and by the way, she said people who were angered by the event's theme don't understand what she's trying to do. I'm not angered by it. I'm just laughing at it, thinking it's just dumb. Um, Oh, it costs 15 bucks? Yeah, $15 to get in. Wow. Come meet a brown person, everybody. 
You right can undercut here. him. Twelve fifty. Yes. <laughs> I'll do it for ten. Meet me for ten bucks. You know what? Come meet a white person. Five bucks. Right here. Hey, tonight at Mr. Ron's, we have beer club for men. You can come meet a white person. Me. No? For five? Can meet a brown person for four fifty. We can play. But you game. know what? Fine. I three three bucks. Competition. Free market. Three. That's it. I'm pulling. I'm done. I can't do it for just three dollars. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I'm just thinking. Can you imagine the white person that shows up to this event and they're like, uh, "Hi, uh, <laughs> my name's Bob. Uh, I just uh, saw the event and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I don't know any black people, and I, I probably should. So I'm. I'm <laughs> can you imagine the awkwardness of that whole situation? Um, and what I want to know is what exactly, and I, will there be certain food served that apparently white people like, I'm still trying to figure out what white people like as food, but, uh, anyway, I'm, I'm trying to figure all that stuff out. What are you going to do to make it to really motivate a white person to go in there? Now, you know, we say nobody would show up to this Garrett. Nobody would show up to this, but let me just tell you, there will be dumb people that are riddled with guilt that are stupid, which is why they're dumb. Uh, they will actually, they will actually show up the same people that will show up are the ones that go on college campuses, these students, these same guys that show up to these uh, these courses and workshops about getting rid of toxic masculinity. That's what's going to happen. They're going to show up, the ones that say toxic masculinity. Is that her? Yep. Okay, we'll keep, we got to take a break, and we'll come back with her. Thank you, Jeff. But those are the ones that will show up, the ones that actually show up and, you know, that, wow, well, yeah, I'm a male, and I'm afraid of my masculinity, too, and i got to get rid of it. There are guys that show up to those workshops on college campuses. They will show up. Oh, cool. Well, good job, right? We have Cheryl Moses, the lady who's hosting this event. She's uh, she's on hold. Cheryl, please hang where you are because uh, I need to take a quick break, and I'm going to come back and uh, talk to you about this stuff because I find it very, very interesting. Very interesting. So we will continue in five with Cheryl, uh, who's hosting the event. Uh, white people, come meet a black person. Uh, it's what I'm doing. And I, we can turn it around and say, uh, black people, come meet a white guy, and she's going to talk to me and meet a white guy. There you go. Solving the world's problems. There's better. There's better out there to meet. Cheryl, I don't know what this. Oh, I have an idea of what. <laughs> I have an idea of what food could be served as well. I'll tell you about that coming up. It's coming up. Morning ritual. Garrett Lewis, KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. Your shot at one thousand dollars now. Text the word money to two hundred two hundred. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to two hundred two hundred. Seven twenty six. Thank you for hanging out. This is cool, man. By the way, about 88 for the high today. 79 on Thanksgiving a week from today is what they're calling for now, but that'll change because you drive a pickup truck and stuff and a big SUV and it guzzles gas. Uh, anyway, this story, and I'll put it on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Please like it and follow it. Georgia group invites white people meet a black person. Wow. Okay. It's in the Atlanta area. Uh, the lady that is behind the event. Uh, is named Cheryl Moses, and she joins me now. Cheryl, how you doing this morning? How are you? Good morning to you. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So, um, what was what was the whole idea? Do you really think that? Uh, do you really think this is going to make a difference? Sure, it it has already made a difference. Look at that. You're you're calling me. Uh, <laughs> I would call you so anyway. People are already talking, which is that's the first step in. Mm. All of this, as far as I'm concerned. Let me, would it, you, what, what yeah. if there, what if there was an event, white people, and they're like, uh, or, or white people, and they're like, um, you know, invited black people, come meet a white person. 
Well, that's already the case, 365 days oh. in the United States. So, oh, come on. Yeah. This is a white world, so. Wow. Um, yeah, it is. It's a white we, world. You know that. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> so, see, How do I know that? That's what I'm talking about. I want people to put down all of the, the denials and all the pretenses that we do, like you just did. Yeah. Um, and come and just sit down and talk to people one-on-one as humans. Not with all that craziness, right? Listen, I, because I, yeah, I, I got, I, I'm with, I, I don't judge people on the color of their skin. I judge them on the content of their character. That's, that's all it is. And, uh, and that's it. But, you know, in the story, I, of course, in the story that I saw from the Associated Press where they interviewed you, um, you were quoted as, as saying basically, um, my question is, why do white folks, a lot of white folks get offended when anyone brings up race or racism? I don't think yeah. you get, I don't think white people, and as a white person I'll say, I don't get offended, but do you acknowledge the fact that like all over college campuses, there are courses about problems with whiteness, your white privilege, your this, and it gets thrown in our face and we're told, we're told, we're basically told that we're bad people because we're white. See, you are you are a perfect example mm. of the defensiveness and how white people think and feel. That's crazy. Imagine how a black person feels. Now you're white, living and loving white privilege, but now Where's you my feel white like privilege? that's offensive to you. But think about a black person, okay. right? I'm black. I'm black 365 days out of the year. So I deal with racism when I go to work, when I go to the uh, gas station, when I go to a restaurant. So that's a part of my, my being, right? So you don't have that. You don't have to deal with that. So for you to say that, you know, uh, what if you have white this? Everything in this country is white. So put that down. Let that go. So, That's what I'm saying to all of you all that think that way. Uh, so, so, Everybody don't think that way. But mm. for those people who do, you need to come and just have a relationship with us. Like Because I feel like this. If you are my friend, yeah. you love me, you want the best for me. We may disagree on something, but at the end of the day, I still love you, right? Well, of course. But, but wait, hang on. But what, is, if, what is my white privilege? But if I, I, we're yeah. not friends, mm. and all we're doing is yeah. reading and throwing out stereotypical thoughts and paragraphs, that's not going to get us anywhere. Well, I, first off, why would you think I would do that? And what I want to know is no, what— No, I'm just saying in general. Okay, what is my white privilege? I'm, I'm curious about this. Tell me okay, about it. Okay, well, I'm, I'm not going to—I'm going to let you go on that. Because if you're asking me <laughs> what right, white privilege yeah. is, then I know where you are mentally. And I, I oh. need for a conscious white person to call and tell you what white privilege is. Because okay. I don't have time for nonsense. See, that's the nonsense that has us in the place that we're in now. All right, let that, me, that you just said. Okay. Let me, that's let me, stupidity. It's stu- and for oh. you to know that, for you to even say that is insulting to me. Wow. And that's the reason I'm having people to come to this event so they can mm. talk one-on-one with black people and see what they are missing as far as not having a person of color in their lives. So, All that crazy talk and being in denial, you need to – because racism is not something black people will be fixing. That's a white folk thing. Oh, that, right? that, that's not – but that's not racist what you just said. No, I'm, t- I'm talking truth. I know what mm. I'm talking I walk in my truth every day. So you think white people are racist? Sweetie, 
I don't have time to have a conversation with somebody that want to try to be ignorant. No, but I mean, I'm you just said it. I'm only looking for conscious people, and you uh, know exactly what you're doing. This no, is I'm for not. you and your radio show, I guess. Well, of course. But I'm not. I don't have time for that. Uh, I literally asked you, like, okay, I, I'm a white person. You, you, you're being. Mm. Let me let me just be clear. Yes. You're being a typical white person right wow. now. Okay. With yes, the you stuff are. That you're saying. <laughs> See, I'm telling yep. you. I'm telling you facts from a black person. Okay. So you need to be quiet and just listen. Wait, wait. Let me let me first sit here with my overbite. Okay, go. Yeah, because yes. I everybody I have talked to, I have spoken to them out of nothing but love. Everybody has been showing nothing but love about the event, right? You call and want to play with it. It's not a play thing. It may be funny to you. You can't curse, man. I want to still talk to her about things. Um, can can we? Can I put you back on the air and you promise to not curse? Can can you? Can I don't you, have to. Pro- okay, you don't have to. Wow. You know, I wanted to ask her about because here's my white privilege, and I've said it on the show. My white privilege. Hang on. My white privilege. And I just just calm down, Cheryl. My white privilege is the fact when I was working at a TV station in Long Island and I was a sports producer, I was told by a very nice woman, and I, she was great. She said, I have to, she's a black uh, female sports anchor. And she said to me, You are going to have to work really hard for you to work, to get a job. And I said, Why? She goes, Because you're a white male and they're going to hire everybody but you. And she didn't mean it in a mean way. She said, I'm just going to be totally honest with you. You're going to have a harder time to get a job. And when I went to college, I said, do, not, do I not qualify for any kind of financial aid in any way? And I was told by the person at the registrar's office, you will not qualify for anything because you are a white male. So, Cheryl, are you, are you with me? Can you please not curse on my radio show? If you'd like to make a... Oh, she hung up. You know, and I really wanted to ask her on top of that, I, I had a great compliment. I said, you know what would be great food to have at a place like that? A black and white cookie. Look to the cookie. Black and white, side by side, living in harmony. The most delicious cookie that has ever been created. The black and white cookie. Wow. Uh, there you go. I'm the racist one. <laughs> Wow, that was incredible. I love that. You can comment if you'd like, 880-KNST, 880-5678. You know, I, I tried. I tried really hard. Uh, you can also pound 250, and when the uh, the prompt comes, you can ask for Garrett Lewis, and it gets you right through as well. We'll continue in in about uh, six minutes. It's KNST, AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Here's Fox. 742, Garrett Lewis with you, KNST, AM 790, Tucson's. Most stimulating talk in honor of uh, that Cheryl Moses lady and her event. We're coming back with uh, white people music. Michael McDonald. Yamo be there. It doesn't get much whiter than this now, does it? And there are lots of choices. We went with this. This, this is privilege. This is white privilege. This is awful. This is white privilege because we're, we have the privilege to choose what we want to play. And you chose this. <laughs> Give me back your privilege yeah. card. Ryan wanted to play this instead. We'll get. Uh, I wanted to play. Uh, I want to play this. Yeah. Which really is. I mean, this is like the most ultimate white dancing music. 
forget the Bee Gees and it's, stuff. It's even British. Yeah. It's white and British, which makes it more white. Yeah. I had so many questions. So many questions to ask her. It's too bad she got so mad. I... 880 can well three things i think you need to know uh one uh you know you heard this is i think this is a big deal uh when it comes to roy moore two more accusers come forward but i you don't know anything all these stories are now being contradicted uh you know how you heard that you heard nationally oh he he was banned from that mall for the girls this we'll play the soundbite in a little bit the manager of the mall said he was never roy moore was never banned never banned his lawyers have said give us the yearbook we want to analyze the ink to see when it was written because Roy Moore says he didn't do that stuff. He didn't, he never signed anything DA anyway. Uh, so we have that second thing I think you need to know is that now it's coming out that, uh, Obama's department of justice denied the FBI the ability to surveil the Clinton foundation after they came forward and said, we have an audio Russians saying they're going to bribe the Clintons with the Clinton foundation to make sure they can get the uranium deal done with uranium one. We need to surveil them denied. What? Third thing. I think you need to know Jeff Sessions warning three states and 26, three sanctuary states and 26 sanctuary cities. You're going to have to repay money if you don't work with the feds. If you don't let us uh, uh, get the people that are here illegally, if you try to stop us and get in our way, you're going to lose out on grant money and the stuff you have, you're going to repay us. Three things I think you need to know. Um, Let's go to, I can't see the calls though, because you and your, yeah. All right, let's start with uh, Mike. Mike, welcome to KNST. Hello. Goodbye, Mike. Hi. Tom, welcome to KNST. Hello, Tom. Hey, that was quite an infomercial. Do they have two-for-ones? I could really want to bring a friend. <laughs> you know, I, I, seriously, seriously, with that woman's attitude, she will have job security for that position for the rest of her days. Oh, yeah. And she, I don't oh. understand why there's racism. And by the way, for the record, um, what she did... It doesn't make me think negatively or poorly for black people. It makes me think she is dumb as hell. That's what it comes down to. Or or that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know what? I, I so can't imagine stereotyping somebody with my own prejudices. Mm-hmm. And apparently she, yeah, listen, if you don't understand that you have white privilege, then you're racist already. And I, I like, wait, what? and I really wanted to tell her my side, which I told off the end. She wouldn't, she hung up. She was getting mad. Yeah, really well, you're forced to really wear mad. skates and play hockey. Well, that that was. Don't start with that. I've heard that stuff. You know, the puck, the sticks, the skate. Get out of it. Come on. All right, Tom. Yeah. Thank you very much, man. Bye. Um, I'm getting a bunch of emails as well. An eight eight zero KNST eight eight zero five six seven eight. Um, I I I like this one. This is this this is one of my favorite emails so far. We need to have a conversation on race. So shut up and listen. That's basically what she said to me, which I found to be hilarious. Uh, I really wanted to ask her also, do you think Maxine Waters is smart? But she would have probably got mad, uh, mad at that every day. And, and I wanted to tell her also, and she wouldn't let me get a word in. She's like, I'm black 365 days of the year. And I'm like, it's 2017. You don't have to go through that. You could identify as white anytime you want. And society has to accept you. They have to accept you. There's nothing that you can do. Uh, I got this uh, from Trevor. He tweeted me, Why, my white privilege was going to active duty army at 17, being in combat at 19, serving eight years, then coming home working 60 plus hours a week just to make ends meet, paying ever increasing taxes to subsidize those unwilling to better themselves. 
Not seeing much privilege in my life so far. Yep. Um, I just don't, and I, I was being perfectly honest. Can you imagine then being that, I mean, whatever white person goes to her meeting down there in the uh, greater Atlanta area and actually asks a question, can you imagine how they're going to be attacked? Like, hi, I'm not friends with, you know, uh, black people, but I'm here to meet them. And, you know, they want them. All right, come meet a black person so you think better of them or whatever. Apparently, if you're not friends with them, it means it's bad. I, I, it makes no sense. It's like saying, okay, if you're against gay marriage, it doesn't mean you hate gay people. I mean, if I go into a church and demand that they start teaching uh, just the Old Testament, not the New Testament, because I'm Jewish and you should just do it that way, and they say, no, that's not what we believe, am I going to think they hate Jews? No. They have the right to do what they want. This so it just makes no sense. No sense. The privilege. I'm privileged in everything that I do. I work my butt off. Anyway, whatever. Uh, 880-KNST, 880-5678. Um, really? Dave, welcome to KNST. Hello. Yes, sir. Two quick points. First, uh, you want to play white music, you got to play Dancing Queen by ABBA. Oh, that's whiter than, than the Swedes, right? That's not you. I think you, that's a great point. Noted. And the uh, second is uh, I actually got paid to go down to Georgia and meet black people. My black drill sergeant, my black battle buddy, all my black friends, <laughs> and my platoon. We, we had a great time. Uh, 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 there you got paid to go do it. That just shows your white privilege. Yeah, white privilege. There yeah. you go. Unbelievable. Dave, thank you, man. Uh, I do apologize. Um, it's my fault that that lady is going to hate white people even more than ever. Now more than ever. So she'll, she'll what you know, again, I am not judging black people on her. I judge her and think she's dumb as hell. She's going to sit back, eh, damn white people had me on the radio show. And they tried to embarrass me by asking questions. And man, this is the problem. These white people, instead of that, just just me. She could think I'm a jerk. I'm a jerk. Gary, welcome to KNST. Whoa, 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 whoa. To have to pay. Whoa, whoa, what's going on? He was like wound up before I even started. <laughs> I think he thought you were talking to him. Oh, I, I wasn't. But yeah. hang on a second, Gary. Gary, the black kid, she's, Gary. Still, she's still going. What, what is go- I don't trust where that's going. <laughs> okay. He was no saying idea. to me that nobody ever talks about how the poor white kids, poor white people get ostracized by the rich white people. When he was a kid, nobody would play with him at the school he went to because it was full of rich white kids who didn't yeah. want to talk to him because he was poor. I understand. I understand. So, I mean, I don't... Eh. That, that was a nice sound. I understand. I get it. I get it. Uh, 7.50. There's other stuff we need you to, to go to. There's emails. You can email me. You can tweet me, at Garrett Lewis. Follow me on Twitter, at Garrett Lewis. Uh, and Ryan will definitely post that that call on my iHeartRadio channel. iHeartRadio.com. Search Garrett Lewis. I have a channel there. You can follow it. So new things happen. It pops up. You get an alert. Uh, if you have the iHeartRadio app, just search Garrett Lewis. You hit my channel as well. That'll be up there later on after the show. 751 back in 5. KNST AIM 792. Tucson's most stimulating talk.
How you doing? It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. My Twitter's blowing up. There are three things that I think you need to know. Number one, the mall manager out there. It's so sad it's come to this, but this is how bad the swamp is. The mall manager out there in Gadsden, Alabama says, yeah, I know these national stories that are out there about apparently Roy Moore being banned from the mall, but I managed the mall and he was not banned. Well, that throws a whole monkey wrench in the whole situation, right? How come that's not being reported? That, by the way, I found that story. It, I think it comes from like two days ago. How come it's not being reported? All you hear about are these random victims saying, oh, he did this. And I'm not doubting that, but enough is enough already. Maybe I am doubting that. I, I, it, who knows what to believe anymore? We'll play the soundbite coming up. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, Peter Schweitzer, I mean, groundbreaking. He said that... Uh, his sources tell him he knows this. The, the FBI had an audio file uh, from the informant. Audio of Russians talking about how they're going to bribe the Clintons to make sure they can get the uranium purchase. FBI went to Obama's Department of Justice and said, we have this. We need to surveil the Clinton Foundation to see if anything happens. And the Obama Department of Justice denied their wanting of the warrant nope not enough not enough can't do it not giving you a warrant to surveil or wiretap or whatever not enough evidence see you later they wouldn't let him do it third thing that i think you need to know i think this is better actually we'll go back to this third thing i think you need to know uh the nfl showing how clueless they are instead of addressing the actual problem which are the people protesting for they don't even know why uh the nfl has come out and said jerry jones you are damaging our league that's right jerry jones said let's put an end to this and stop pissing off our customers and advertisers? Jerry Jones, you are damaging our league. Can't make up this stuff. Holy stupid. Three things that I think you need to know. Now we're going to play just a portion of this again. If you're just tuning in, there was a story, right? There was a story, and it was, I mean, it was just incredible stuff, right? Incredible stuff. Uh, There's a group in Atlanta. That apparently thinks racism is such a problem, and the the problem is it's white people. And the problem is that white people just don't know black people. So they have stereotypes about them. So this black group is holding an event. Come meet a black person for white people. And how do you not make fun of something as stupid as that, right? How do you not make fun of that? So Ryan called up uh, the lady, and we had her on. And she riled up a whole bunch of people. And she she is the racist. It's not me. She started to judge me right away before even talking to me just because of my skin color. Assuming that I have privilege and things like that. As a matter of fact, uh, I brought up a, a, a quote in the story and then we'll start it from there. In the story. Let me just make sure I have it up right here. Yes, here we go. She said in this story, she deals with racism on a daily basis. Quote, my question is, why do a lot of white folks get offended? When anyone brings up race or racism. So I brought that quote up and I explained why uh, white people are just sick and tired of some of this stuff. Listen, here we go. I don't think we get, I don't think white people and as a white person, I'll say I don't get offended. But do you acknowledge the fact that like all over college campuses, there are courses about problems with whiteness, your white privilege, your this. And it gets thrown in our face and we're told we're told we're basically told that we're bad people because we're white. See, 
you are you are a perfect example mm. of the defensiveness and how white people think and feel. That's crazy. Imagine how a black person feels. Now you're white, living and loving white privilege, but now Where's you my feel white like privilege? that's offensive to you. But think about a black person, okay. right? I'm black. I'm black 365 days out of the year. So I deal with racism when I go to work, when I go to the uh, gas station, when I go to a restaurant. So that's a part of my, my being, right? So you don't have that. You don't have to deal with that. So for you to say that, you know, uh, what if you have white this? Everything in this country is white. So put that down. Let that go. So, That's what I'm saying to all of you all that think that way. Uh, so, so Everybody don't think that way. But mm. for those people who do, you need to come and just have a relationship with us. Like Because I feel like this. If you are my friend, yeah. you love me, you want the best for me. We may disagree on something, but at the end of the day, I still love you, right? Well, of course. But, but hang on. But what, is, if, what is my white privilege? But if I, I, we are yeah. not friends, hmm. and all we're doing is yeah. reading and throwing out stereotypical thoughts and paragraphs, that's not going to get us anywhere. Well, I, first off, why would you think I would do that? And what I want to know is No, what, I'm just saying in general. Okay, what is my white privilege? I'm, I'm curious about this. Tell me okay, about it. Okay, well, I'm, I'm not going gonna, gonna to let you go on that. Because if you're asking me <laughs> what right, white privilege yeah. is, then I know where you are mentally. And I, I oh. need for a conscious white person to call and tell you what white privilege is. Because okay. I don't have time for nonsense. See, that's the nonsense that has us in the place that we're in now. All right, let that, me, that you just said. Okay. Let me, that's let me, stupidity. It's stu- and for oh. you to know that, for you to even say that is insulting to me. Okay. Wow. That's all we need for now. Because I, I, we didn't get a chance to edit out or bleep out when she dropped an S-bomb. And by the way, as if the world's going to end because she dropped the S-bomb. Nobody's ever said that or heard that in the past, right? It's she needs somebody radio. woke. Yeah, well, that's, and she actually, you know what? You know what? In this story, she actually, it, there's a quote I wanted to ask her, but she went crazy. Woke white folks got to talk to white folks. They got to take care of that, end quote. Wow. So she prejudged me. Um, listen, she sounds older. Let's face it, she sounds old. I, I'm not doubting. She probably has seen racism. She's probably been um, a victim of racism. I'm not doubting that. But it's 2017. I don't buy that when you go to the grocery store, you're a victim of racism. I don't buy when you go to the car wash, you're a victim of racism. I don't buy this stuff anymore. I think that some people have to get the chip off their shoulder. Take the chip off the shoulder. Stop living 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 20 years ago. Just stop it. Enough. This lady literally thinks that she is going to stop people from being racist, and she is freaking racist. She is the problem. Not black people. This lady. She is the problem. The people that perpetuate this stuff. Enough is enough. But you can tell me also, are you black? Are you Hispanic? Are you not white? Do you go around every day and you feel like you're a victim of racism? 880-KNST, 888-5678, pound 250. You know, she couldn't explain. She couldn't explain white privilege. 
And she, you, the reason she couldn't explain it is because she doesn't know what it means. Nobody knows what it means. It's all it is. White privilege is a thing to make white people feel bad and to just want to give up things in their life. And you must feel bad and you must suffer now. Not because of anything that you've done, but things that have happened in the past. That's all it's about. And they hide that under the term white privilege. She couldn't define or tell me what white privilege is, just like the NFL players can't tell you why they're kneeling. Well, it's because of police brutality. I haven't heard police brutality of you. It's an unjust system. There's racism in the country. There's oppression and stuff. Where? I thought it was because of unequal pay for women. That's another thing that Dante Stallworth said. uh, uh, There's the pay gap. And and the the housing thing and you have I mean there's no answer and it's like you know what I think we could all get along if we all lose the chips on our shoulders and don't tell me that I have white privilege this is what sucks I I wish I she would have known this I moved out of New York with five hundred bucks in my pocket because I couldn't afford college couldn't afford anything because it was too damn expensive on Long Island and I moved out on my own and worked for every damn penny that I've gotten that I've earned that I've received I've worked my butt off I. My last couple of years in college, working, bartending, working in radio, you name it. I slept two hours a day. Two hours a day. Didn't make me hate people. When I was told by the registrar's office, I'll never get any kind of financial assistance because I'm a white male. Didn't make me hate anybody that's not white. Made me say, you know what? Fine, whatever. This system's stupid. I'm going to work my butt off. And then, you know what? That's what made me actually, because I never talk politics in my house. We never talk politics. We talk sports. In your my, house? Yes, we never talk politics. Never, 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 never. What made me finally get into this is what happened to me when I went to the college. When I said, you know what? I'm working my butt off. It's self-reliance. I never realized this till I experienced it. If I'm willing to go work my butt off to create my own opportunity, other people can as well. And that's what basically made me become me. I mean, I've always been this way, but I didn't realize it until that actually happened. And if somebody else wants to play victim and think they're owed something... Screw that crap. I slept two hours a day for a couple of years straight to make sure I was able to to get where I needed to be. So if you don't want to do it, fine. That's your choice. It's not because of your skin color or your gender or sex or whatever. I don't care. You choose to make your bed. Whatever you want to do, you choose to do it. You make your path, you make your bed, and then you lie in it. That's how it is. Everybody else is a freaking victim. You cry, you cry, whoa, I didn't get this because of this. No. Did you work as hard as you could for it? That's it. Uh, My parents, now they agree with me politically, but for a good seven, eight year stretch, they thought I was out of my mind. Where'd you come from? We have no idea. Because they didn't realize it either. And then they, and then they got woke. (laughs) That's how it is. All right, let's start with Donna. Donna, welcome to KNST. Hello. Hi. Hi. I just wanted to say um, I'm very white, blonde, whatever. Um, I was in Tucson with my granddaughter, who's very black. I mean, my 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 kids two white, one Hispanic. Uh, so I've got black, white, brown, gay, and all this good stuff, you know, and distant family. And um, but I had my granddaughter. And we're walking around the store there in Tucson, and these two or three black women. Oh, what no. are you, white lady, doing with that little black baby? Wait, wait, wait! Hang on, your phone kind of cut out. You're saying that two when you were walking around with your white and you're walking on your black granddaughter, two black women came up to you here in Tucson yeah. and said, "What are you doing with that little black girl?" Yes, followed me through the whole store, hassling me about being with my black granddaughter. Are you kidding and I me? I just turned around nicely and I said, "This is my granddaughter." 
and we're shopping. Could you leave us alone? And you have no business being with a, a black baby. And it's like, well, you, you know, should have told the black guy that was with my little white girl, you know, mm. leave us alone. I'm mm. very proud. This is my granddaughter. And that's it. And that's, and they did not leave us alone through the whole store. And you know, if you said that to this woman that was on the phone, if she didn't lose her mind because she literally is just racist and, and maybe she's racist because she experienced it from white people. And I totally understand that. I mean, she sounded old. She's probably seen a lot of bad things. The country had, we, we have history, good, bad. And there are some bad times, and we're in much better times now. But you because know, we've overcome the exactly, bad times, exactly. and instead of destroying the Civil War memorabilia, leave it the heck alone and remember what we've overcome. Mm-hmm. And it just pisses me off because I've, I've seen it. I've, I've seen stupid little kids not want to play with my granddaughter and and her sister, who's you know Hispanic. And the little brother that that white, you know, just sit up and we don't want to play with you. Get up and leave. And that people can't do that. Get off your damn knees or darn knees. I'm sorry. It's okay. NFL players, because you're just whining for attention. You don't know what you're kneeling for. And God bless Jerry Jones. I mean, I've been mad at him and tired of him on the sidelines. He got me disliking the Cowboys for so long. But, um... He's the one that needs to keep speaking up and, and get rid of these other idiots. You because, you, because you. white doesn't have privilege anymore. Maybe they did once, but uh, that church that once did or took down the plaque saluting George Washington because he sat there and that was his church and that was his pew. But we got to take it down because it offends people because he owns slaves. Uh, I'm sorry. I doubt that he treated them like crap, and you know some people did. But white people have been slaves, Asians have been slaves, Hispanics have been slaves, you know and a lot of times mm-hmm. the blacks are the worst to their own people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the Africans that sold their people to be slaves to begin with. So That's right. I know, I know, and it's like again, there are good things, there are bad things, but yeah, it's just if people would stop playing victim. That's what bothers me. It's like, just yeah. stop it. And, and honestly, we have the freedom in this country. If you, you hang out with whomever you feel most comfortable, it doesn't matter if they're black, white, whatever. It's whatever you have people most in common with. And you know what? If some black people have more in common with other black people, they feel more comfortable sitting with them at work or going to lunch. Or whatever. That's fine. And same thing with white. Yeah, the government, everybody, they have to stop saying you have to be with this one and that one. Stop forcing me to do things. Stop forcing people. Let it happen naturally. It doesn't mean they hate people if they don't hang out with them. I have neighbors that are very nice people. I don't hang out with them. It doesn't mean I don't hate. I hate them. Hey, right. hey, hey how's it going? How you doing? That's all it is. Yeah. People, are, uh, it's too much. Listen, uh, how old is your uh, black granddaughter, by the way? Let's see. She is nineteen. Oh, so when did this? Ha- how old was she? What? She'll slap the crap out of somebody <sighs> if they don't stand up for the pledge in class. Oh, no, no, not or that. I'm just, I'm just, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. Sing the anthem yeah. or salute it. I'm just, I'm wondering, how old was she when this happened? Oh, she was like two years old. Did she ask? I mean, you're two. They don't really know what's going on, but did she know what was going on? Yeah, she, it, they scared her. Wow. And, and I used to laugh at her because she'd call me granny and, 
She says, you know, Granny, you were born black. <laughs> I said, yes, I know, honey. <laughs> so, That's too much. Well, listen, thank uh-huh. you for sharing it, and thank you for listening. I really appreciate your perspective. I hope you have a fantastic day. Oh, I appreciate you guys. You have a great day, you too. You too. Take care. You don't think we're going to talk about this and Mr. Ons tonight, baby? You have no. You don't think this is going to come up now? Man, everything has taken a, a turn. Holy smokes. Again, I'll be at Mr. Ons tonight from 5 to 7 for the Beer Club for Men, where everyone is welcome. Even though it's the Beer Club for Men, there are women welcome. It's not the Beer Club for White Men. It's not the Beer Club for Hispanic Men. For It's Beer Club for Men. And, of course, women can come, too, because we need to be served and whistled at, viewed as objects of your desire, all that kind of stuff. And it happens at the beer club. Oracle and Rudisil, Mr. Ron. We'll continue more of your reaction coming up, 880-KNST, 880-5678. And we'll get into the Jerry Jones thing as well. And then, of course, the uh, the original mall manager saying all this stuff is not true about... Uh, about Roy Moore. We'll get to all that coming up. KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word CASH to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus IHAR radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's CASH to 200-200. 831. We'll get to the Jerry Jones thing. Just hang on. Uh, let's go to Mike. Mike, welcome to KNST. Hello. Hey, good morning, Gary. Good morning. What's up? Hey, I was I was surprised you didn't try to apply for a scholarship from the National Association for the Advancement of White People, or <laughs> maybe submit a request to the Congressional White Caucus for help, or I don't know, maybe even go to that group, the Race, uh, that white group that could have maybe helped you out with some kind of an internship. La Raza. Oh wait. Oh yeah. Well, wait, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of NAACP, the Congressional Black Caucus, and La Raza. I'm sorry. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But you know what? I'm wondering, though, um, if Sandra calls back, maybe you can ask her, do you go to church and sing Amazing Grace every week? And see what she says, because I imagine if you do your research, uh, Amazing Grace was written by Mr. John Newton. He was a preacher. He was a slave owner. Really? Yeah, look it up. And ah. then also, while you're at it, the, uh, she says, you said she lives in Atlanta, Georgia? Yes. Atlanta, Georgia, that's the region of the country when the country was founded. Uh, the first governing documents were entitled the Articles of Confederation. Coincidentally, they were written by what would be now the modern-day Democrat. The, in short, the documents consisted of uh, rights that would go straight to the states, very limited power to the federal government. But within those documents, to the Articles of Confederation, the states had the right to endorse slavery. Because they have a state power. The feds can't tell them, you vote with your feet. That's what it was? Exactly. Exactly. So then, obviously, those documents were you know, thrown out. We have the United States Constitution, thank God. But, uh, yeah, go figure. The very people that she claims that she's, uh, you know, um, that she's in, you know, she said she's seen racism in restaurants and at grocery stores and everywhere she goes. Well, you know, could it be that those individuals are ancestors of the very uh, political party that you are likely aligned with yeah. ideologically in voting? They don't get it. They don't get that the KKK was the, the you know part of the Democratic Party. It was the wing that just scared the hell out of everybody that didn't want to be a Democrat. Wouldn't, wouldn't and the KKK <laughs> were, yeah, that was established by Confederate officers yeah. from the South. Right. And, uh, and again, they were fighting over slavery. Uh, listen, um, uh, you, you have facts. You're a smart I, I, guy. It's a great call. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what you can do to, that's why, you know, I'm dumb. I just wanted to send her a black and white cookie. Well, you know, Garrett, I'm not that smart. Uh, about a year and a half ago, last summer, you and I had a kind of a verbal brawl over the uh, over the phone in regards to Trump's endorsement of John McCain, and uh, it was a pretty nasty brawl. And I was very, 
at the time I was disappointed in terms of your support, which you had every right to have of Trump at the time when he was not the uh, Republican nominee. But uh, we had a brawl, and looking at his track record so far, he has probably been the most conservative president since Ronald Reagan when you look at the domestic and foreign policy that he's implemented thus far. So for what it's worth, I'm not the smartest guy. You were clearly, in this case, the smarter man oh, uh, thus far. Stop it, but go on. Stop it, right. but go on. I was wrong. Stop it. It's okay. More. That's okay. Stop it, but go on. What else? No, no, no. Listen, <laughs> listen. listen. Well, you know what? You know, it, it's it's amazing that you were very you were very racist as you questioned that white man named Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Every time that I rip Jeff Flake. Donald Trump or Jeff or Jeff Flake or John McCain or Martha McSally, obviously it's race based, isn't it? You know, Paul Ryan. I would think, yeah, yeah, I would. Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell. When I rip him. It's just, it's really like it's it's um zombie um zombie phobic. So that's why I do that. It's not a white thing. It's a zombie thing. But yeah. But I thought all this racism was going to be put to rest when we voted a black president into two terms twice. Uh, I thought this was going to be behind us and over. So what more must be done? Victim, again, it's it's all about, you know, it takes somebody, maybe it's me, I wish I had more of a platform uh, sometimes, uh, but just say, just stop being a freaking victim. Like, stop feeling sorry for yourself. Like every time when my kid, something something happens he doesn't like, stop feeling sorry for yourself and change it. Shut up. Get up. Get up. Stop crying. Get it. That's what, stop feeling sorry for yourself. Change it. You have the power to do it in this country, unlike any other country in the world. Uh, Mike, great call, man. I appreciate it, brother. We're all good. We all made right, up. Care. Thank you. Take care. Plutonic way. Um, listen, coming back in six minutes, a uh, big time senator now being accused of kissing and groping. Guess who it is? Uh, more on this, Jerry Jones. And then this is what I'm talking about, a story I have. Here's the headline. At Boston College, panel of white professors lament whiteness. Exactly, Cheryl. Here's Fox. Can a guy that's, well, let's just say he's not six feet tall have an ego that big? One word, stimulation. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. All right, 843, three things I think you need to know. Holy smokes, things are changing. First thing that I think you need to know right now, uh, Al Franken. Being accused of kissing and groping a woman without her consent, Leanne Tweeden. She was a Playboy Playmate. She was passed out on an airplane. I put the picture up on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it. I also tweeted it at Garrett Lewis. He is copying a feel on an airplane. He thinks he's funny. He's like, hey, look at this. And he is groping. He literally has her hand, his hands on her breasts. And she is passed out sleeping on an airplane going to the Middle East for to support our troops. Where are the calls for him to step down? We'll get into that. Second thing that I think you need to know, I put the video up on my page at KNST.com of Peter Schweitzer saying, I have evidence the FBI had the audio tape of an FBI informant. It was an audio tape of uh, the FBI informant uh, recording Russians talking about how they're going to bribe the Clintons to make sure they get the uranium purchase done. They FBI went to Obama's DOJ and said, we have this. We need to watch the Clinton Foundation. They're going to get paid. And Obama's DOJ said, nope, we're, we're going to deny it. We're not letting you surveil them. Third thing I think you need to know, the NFL is brain dead as they are. Uh, not saying anything to the players that are protesting and whatever they're doing, the kneeling. They put a, send a letter to Jerry Jones' attorney saying he is, uh, he is damaging our league. They want to go after him. They want to get rid of him. Holy stupid Batman. Three things I think you need to know. This is huge, by the way. We're taking a little turn here. You don't think this is going to get talked about, by the way? 
at the uh, beer club for men tonight. At Mr. Ron's, 5 to 7, I'll be there. Holy crap. Leanne Tweeden. Senator Al Franken kissed and groped me without my consent, and there's nothing funny about it, she writes. In December 2006, I embarked on my ninth USO tour to entertain troops, our troops, my eighth to the Middle East since the 9-11 attacks. My father, she writes, served in Vietnam, and my then-boyfriend and now husband Chris is a pilot in the Air Force. So bringing a little piece of home to service members stationed far away from their families was both my passion and privilege. Also on the trip were country music artists Daryl Worley, Mark Wills, Kenny Thomas, I don't know these people, some cheerleaders of the Cowboys. The headliner was comedian and now Senator Al Franken. Franken had written some skits for the show and brought props and costumes to go along with them. Like many USO shows before and since, the skits were full of sexual innuendo geared toward a young male audience. That's okay. As a TV host and sports broadcaster, as well as a model familiar to the audience from the covers of FHM, Maxim, and Playboy, I was only expecting to MC and introduce the acts, but Franken said he had written a part for me that he thought would be funny, and I agreed to play along. When I saw the script, Franken had written a moment when his character comes at me for a kiss. I suspected what he was after, but I figured I could turn my head at the last minute or put my hand over his mouth to get more laughs from the crowd. On the day of the show, Franken and I were alone backstage, going over our lines one last time. He said to me, we need to rehearse the kiss. I laughed and ignored him. Then he said it again. I said something like, relax, Al, this isn't SNL, we don't need to rehearse the kiss. He continued to insist, and I was beginning to get uncomfortable. He repeated the actors, really, or he repeated that actors really need to rehearse everything. And that we must practice the kiss. I said okay so he would stop badgering me. We did the line leading up to the kiss. And then he came at me. Put his hand on the back of my head. Mashed his limb. I wouldn't be so nice about it the next time. I walked away. All I could think about was getting to a bathroom. As fast as possible to rinse the taste of him out of my mouth. I felt disgusted and violated. Not long after, I performed the skit as written, carefully turning my head so he couldn't kiss me in the lips. No one saw what happened backstage. I didn't tell the sergeant major of the army, who was the sponsor of the tour. I didn't tell our USO rep what happened. At the time, I didn't want to cause trouble. We were in the middle of a war zone. It was the first show of our holiday tour. I was a professional, and I could take care of myself. I told a few of the others on tour what Franken had done, and they knew how I felt about it. I tried to let it go away, but I was angry. Other than our dialogue on stage, I never had a voluntary conversation with Al Franken again. I avoided him as much as possible and made sure I was never alone with him again for the rest of the tour. Franken repaid me with petty insults, including drawing devil horns on at least one of the headshots I was autographing for the troops. But he didn't stop there. The tour wrapped, and on Christmas Eve, we began the 36-hour trip home to Los Angeles. After two weeks of grueling travel and performing, I was exhausted. When our C-17 cargo plane took off from Afghanistan, I immediately fell asleep, even though I was still wearing my flak vest and Kevlar helmet. It wasn't until I was back in the U.S. and looking through the CD of photos we were given by the photographer that I saw this one. And it's Al Franken. She's passed out. Leanne Tweeden's passed out, and Al Franken is looking back at the camera, and he is groping her breasts. Hands on him. She writes, I couldn't believe it. He groped me without my consent. 
while I was asleep. It's not funny. I felt violated all over again, embarrassed, belittled, humiliated. How dare anyone grab my breasts like this and think it's funny? I told my husband everything that had happened and showed him the picture. I wanted to shout my story to the world with a megaphone to anyone who would listen, but even as angry as I was, I was worried about the potential backlash and damage going public might have on my career as a broadcaster. But that was then, and this is now, and I'm no longer afraid. Today, I'm the news anchor on McIntyre in the morning on a radio station in L.A. My colleagues are some of the most supportive people I've ever worked with in my career. Like everyone in the media, we've been reporting on the Harvey Weinstein sexual misconduct allegations since they broke and the flood of similar stories that have come out about others. A few weeks ago, we had Congresswoman Jackie Spear. Remember, we, had, we played her yesterday on the show. We had her on the show, and she told us her story of being sexually assaulted when she was a young congressional aide. She described how a powerful man in the office where she worked held her face, kissed her, and stuck his tongue in her mouth. We played that soundbite yesterday. We have the video on my page at CandiceLee.com from yesterday. At that moment, I thought to myself, Al Franken did the exact same thing to me. I had locked up these memories of helplessness and violation for a long time, but they all came rushing back to me, and my hands clenched into fists like it was yesterday. I'm still angry at Al Franken did. Every time I hear his voice or see his face, I'm angry. I'm angry that I did his stupid skit for the rest of the tour. I'm angry that I didn't call him out in front of everyone when I had the microphone in my hand every night after that. I wanted to, but I didn't want to rock the boat. I was there to entertain the troops and make sure they forgot about where they were for a few hours. Someday I thought to myself, I'd tell my story. That day is now. Senator Franken, you wrote the script, but there's nothing funny about sexual assault. You wrote the scene that would include you kissing me and then relentlessly badgered me into rehearsing the kiss with you backstage when we were alone. You knew exactly what you were doing. You forcibly kissed me without my consent, grabbed my breasts while I was sleeping, and had someone take a photo of you doing it, knowing I would see it later and be ashamed. While debating whether or not to go public, I even thought to myself, so much worse has happened to so many others. Maybe my story isn't worth telling, but my story is worth telling. Not just because it's 2017 and it's not 2006, or because I'm much more secure now in my career than I was then, and not because I'm still angry. I'm telling my story because there may be others. I want to have the same effect on them that Congresswoman Jackie Spear had on me. I want them and all the victims of sexual assault to be able to speak out immediately and not keep their stories and their anger locked up inside for years or decades. I want the days of silence to be over forever. That's Leanne Tweeden, who is a morning news anchor on a Los Angeles radio station. Uh, powerful stuff, isn't it? Powerful stuff. Pictures up on my page or on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. And I tweeted it at Garrett Lewis, and I'm waiting for John McCain and Jeff Flake and Ted Cruz and Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan to call for Al Franken to step down, and every Democrat as well. We'll continue in five. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. No, because he didn't do it. But anyway, 907, how's it going? It is your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM 792 Sons, most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Now, Al Franken has been identified as a big freaking perv, a ginormous creeper. Uh, it is coming out, uh, a former Playboy playmate. 
sports broadcaster and now a radio anchor in Los Angeles. Leanne Tweeden has a picture out there, and she wrote about it. I have the picture on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio. I tweeted it. Like and follow my Facebook page. Like me on Twitter, or follow me on Twitter, I should say, at Gary Lewis. Uh, Al Franken is groping her breasts. He is groping her breasts as she's passed out when they're coming back from a USO tour from Afghanistan. She wrote about how he stuck his tongue down her throat to rehearse a kiss that was not necessary. And he was nothing but evil to her after that. When will John McCain, Jeff Flake, Mitch McConnell, Paul Ryan, Ted Cruz, all the Democrats call for big perv Al Franken to step down because he's a sexual assaulter? Second thing that I think you need to know, yeah, about this whole Roy Moore thing. By the way, I love how they, uh, the Republicans put out a poll. The National Senatorial Republican Committee, oh, yeah, Roy Moore is down by 12. Every other poll has him up. They just don't want to give him any money. They don't want him to go away. It's, I'm telling you, it's the swamp. This is crazy. These are crazy times we're in right now, right? Crazy times. Well, it turns out uh, a lot of the media coverage about Roy Moore is now wrong. We're going to play in a second. All the media was talking about how Roy Moore was such a perv, he was banned from the mall because he was hitting on girls. Well, guess what? The mall manager has come out and said he was never banned. You'll hear it in a second. Third thing I think you need to know is that, uh, I mean, this is just craziness right here. Just craziness. Um, the NFL, oblivious to facts and real life. Like, I literally, if Roger Goodell makes 40-something million a year like he does, or 30-something million a year, what the hell are we doing wrong? Okay? The NFL sent a letter to Jerry Jones' attorney accusing him of, quote, conduct detrimental to the league's best interests. Not the actual players that are kneeling and disrespecting the country, the military, you name it. Jerry Jones is apparently committing conduct detrimental to the league's best interests by objecting to a contract extension for Roger Goodell. Holy smokes. Three things that I think you need to know. Man, oh man, oh man. All right, before we get back to the uh, Al Franken stuff, let's play the uh, Barnes Boyle is his name. Barnes Boyle, former mall manager in Gadsden, Alabama, at that mall where apparently they all knew, they all knew that Roy Moore was just hitting on chicks left and right, teenagers, I should say, left and right and creeping out girls. They all knew it. They all knew it so much that the national media was reporting that he was banned from the mall. It was so bad. Really, he was banned from the mall. Okay. This is what WBRC television out there in Alabama. It says on their, their slogan, it's Fox 6 News on your side. Okay. Uh, they talked to him, and he says, no, that's not true. Listen to this. Here we go. Do it for We checked on a report in a national publication that said Roy Moore was banned from a Gadsden mall back in the 1980s, but we cannot confirm that. Barnes Boyle was manager of the Gadsden mall from 1981 to 1996. He says he has no memory of such a ban. Sure. It's part of that job. Yeah. We did have written reports and things. So, but I, it, to my knowledge, he was not banded from the mall. A Boyle says he is a Roy Moore supporter and he does plan to vote for him in December. Wow. Wow. Oh, that's his mall. Do you want one second? Do you want to hear one of the witnesses? We played it yesterday. If you missed it, 
Uh, I think Greg, uh, what's Greg Leggett, I think his name is. Greg Leganis? No, shut up. 141, yes. This is a guy that apparently worked security at the mall, telling CNN that he was actually banned from the mall, even though the manager's like, no, he wasn't. By the way, the Alabama.com, the New Yorker, the Daily Beast, and others reported that this guy was banned from the mall. He was never banned from the mall, never kicked out of the mall, never there. And that never actually happened. You just heard it. But listen, and by the way, this guy claims he was, but this guy never saw anything. This is when he was... The police officer wouldn't tell me. He said, if you see him, let me know. I'll take care of it. So what did you eventually learn as to the reason why he was banned from the mall? I was told that he was bothering girls in the mall. In what way? I don't don't know exactly uh, that... He was approaching them and talking to them. And girls, when you're saying girls... Are Teenage you... girls. And did you ever see him in the mall? I think I saw him walk by the front of the store once. I told my manager. My manager said, I'll call J.D. And that's all I ever heard of him. J.D.'s the police officer. Mm-hmm. And in 85, before I left, Roy came in one day with his wife and bought records and left. And nobody said anything about it. Did hmm. you report it? No. Oh, how come you didn't report it then? Everybody was like, well, this is fine. So I oh, said, okay. but I thought he was banned. I don't know anything about any behavior. Oh, you don't. Women. You don't. All I know is my experience in the mall with him at that time. And that's the truth. I don't I don't have an axe to grind against Roy Moore. Uh, I just, uh, I, you asked me, I told you. So he never witnessed anything, never saw anything. As a matter of fact, he wasn't banned. One more, uh, do, do uh, Barnes Boyle one more time. Barnes Boyle. Here we go. Go ahead. Do it for we checked on a report in a national publication that said Roy Moore was banned from a Gadsden mall back in the 1980s, but we cannot confirm that. Barnes Boyle was manager of the Gadsden Mall from 1981 to 1996. He says he has no mem- memory of such a ban. Sure, it's part of that job. Yeah. We did have written reports and things. So but I, it, to my knowledge, he was not banded from the mall. A Boyle says he is a Roy Moore supporter, mm-hmm. and he does plan to vote for him in December. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? 880-KNST, 880-5678. So the media got that one wrong as well. Over and over and over again. This is why, I mean, it, look, if you just look at it, man, all these women are coming out. It just looks really bad. Uh, his lawyer yesterday, this is Roy Moore's lawyer, asked, uh, had a press conference, asked Gloria Allred to turn over the yearbook with the signature because they want to they analyze the ink to see how old it is. They can tell how old the ink is. Is it 40 years old? Is it a week old? Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing from her yet. Matter of fact, um, apparently, I don't think they're going to turn over the yearbook. Wolf Blitzer apparently on CNN asked her, are you going to turn this over? And she refused to answer it. Right? Um, we'll get the sound to you. Hang on. 880-KNST, 880-5670. There is so much going on today. Like, I have so many things in the prep that I haven't even gotten to yet. Uh, let's go to, uh, Mark. Mark, welcome to KNST. Hello. Mark? Mark couldn't hold on, huh? That's too bad. You know, you gotta have some patience. 
you got to have some patience. So you have Roy Moore, uh, his lawyer going out saying, give us the yearbook. Let's analyze it. Let's see if it's real or not real. Let's see if it's a forgery or not a forgery. And Gloria Allred literally would not, she would not answer the question. She would not say if she would give it to him. Uh, Allred responded for Wolf Blitzer. Wolf Blitzer said, can you flatly say to our viewers right now, Gloria, that the signature, what he wrote in the yearbook in 1977, according to her, can you flatly say that that was not a forgery? And Gloria Allred said, quote, well, all I'm saying is we will permit an independent examiner of the writing to look at exemplars of the former judge. We will not, we will allow all of this to be asked and answered at the hearing. Man, oh man, oh man. And he continued to press her. We'll get the sound bites because I find that to be much more compelling than me reading that. Uh, 880-KNST, 880-5678. But now let's jump to the front is this Al Franken stuff. And I see, I tweeted to uh, Jeff Flake, or I tweeted about Jeff Flake this morning. He keeps writing about like he's trying to make a difference uh, by trying to pass a law that's already on the books about domestic abusers not able to buy firearms, you know, for the military. And that's it's already there. Since like 96, it's already on the books. The Air Force screwed up when it comes to the Texas shooting that took place, the Texas church shooting. And he keeps on talking about domestic abuse. I'm like, you know, that's great. You're talking about a domestic abuse, but why are you silent on all of the female members of Congress and female staffers that have been sexually assaulted by members of Congress, male members, and taxpayers have had to pay $15 million in hush money to those victims to shut them up. Where's that? Where are you? You're talking about that, Jeff? You hypocrite. Hang on. Steve wants to talk about that. Hello, Steve. Welcome to KNST. How are you doing? Good. Good morning. Hey, I just want to let you know, I did call both offices, McCain and Flakes. Of course, no one answers, so I left a message explaining that they have gone after President Trump about all sorts of things. So I better hear from them today on national news talking about Al Franklin and how disgusted they are with what he's done since there is pictures and living proof of him groping a woman who's passed out. Mm -hmm. So I said, I expect to hear from them on national news and not be quiet about this. And so that's what I did. We'll We'll see what happens. Probably nothing. Nothing, but thank you for, I'm glad you called. You know, they need to get, they need to get flooded. Apparently what I've been told is that they still judge on phone calls. And so people flood their offices like crazy. Then they realize, holy crap, there's a problem. So, right, I, and I agree, you know, and I feel, you know, feel good saying it, but who knows? I even left my phone number and my name, so, you know, they call me. <laughs> now, you know what? Good for you. They, listen, they work for you. Yeah, I agree. You and, know? But they don't act like it. <laughs> yeah, that, and that's why they need to go, and that's why Jeff Flake quit, because he realized he's not getting caught, so. Uh, I agree. You know? You know? Well, that, you, have a great show. you have a great show, and I appreciate you, and um, I'll keep listening. I agree, and thank you. I appreciate that. Take care. <laughs> right <on>. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, you want me? Okay, fine. Uh, Evangelina, welcome to KNST. Hello. Hello. How are you? All right. Just wanted to make a comment or an observation. It looks like the Democrats are trying to pull everything so that you can take your eyes off the ball for whatever reason. And that uh, what they're saying about Roy Moore, why did the ladies come out sooner? When something happens, you report it right away. You don't wait years and years and years. And, um, well, hang on, hang on. In fairness, Leanne Tweeden waited 11 years to say Al, Al Franken groped her and shoved his tongue down her throat and stuff like that. And she was worried about her career. 
Uh-huh. You know, I guess that's one thing. You're worried about your career because she's going to be in the public eye and broadcasting stuff like that. Is it different than if you're a 16-year-old girl or whatever it is and you claim that Roy Moore, you know, he tried to rape me? That's a bit different, I think, but who knows? You know, I, I, I can't say anything because I'm a man. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. No, that's it. Um, they, you just wonder what's going on. You know, they're trying to throw a ball on the other side, but you'd look the other way. Yeah, well, I tell you what, I I really I don't want to, I don't I think I don't want to, I appreciate the phone call. I don't want to doubt any of these women, but the reason I do doubt what they're saying is because of everything the establishment on both sides in in Washington has done to us has done to me. I don't think that that they would ever try to hold back to try to keep their power. Like, they didn't think Trump would ever win, and he did, and they're like, oh, crap. And then all of a sudden, you start to see more and more of these establishment types starting to retire from Congress, and they're like, oh, crap. So they, I think they are just desperately trying to hold on to power. And if it means getting women to come forward and say things that happen, and you can't disprove it, and it's all public opinion, and then they can put pressure on in a coordinated campaign... I wouldn't find that to be hard to imagine that they would do that, but that's just me. We'll continue. Uh, it is uh, nine twenty-one. Don't forget, I'll be at Mister Ons tonight for the Beer Club for Men from five to seven. Oracle and Rudisil. Oh, this will come up. I can't wait to hear your thoughts about that. And and Leanne tweeting out Franken and the rest of it. It's coming tonight, five to seven. Beer Club for Men. Join me. Back in four. We'll continue with more. KNST Ames. I got the audio. Wolf Blitzer. Wait till you hear it. KNST Ames seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk is not handing over the yearbook. She's not confident that the yearbook, that apparently this, one of the accusers claimed that uh, Roy Moore signed, but the sevens are different. And he signed a DA, and he never signed anything DA. And his lawyer yesterday said, we looked, DA, there was some guy named Dilbert, like Adams or something like that, uh, who was uh, apparently, when he, when Roy Moore was a judge, he was like something that he would stamp things, you know, DA after Roy Moore. So somebody, I think somebody forged this and saw that, oh, he used to sign things, Roy Moore DA. No, there used to be an assistant in the courthouse that would put DA on stuff. So, um, I think this is a big, big giant scam that's going on. And I think what's happening is the swamp is being drained. The Republicans better back the hell off of Roy Moore right now because his lawyer came out yesterday and said, give us the yearbook. Let us do analysis of the ink. Let's see how old it is. And my client says he didn't sign it like that. He didn't do it. So listen to Wolf Blitzer with Gloria Allred. Listen to this. Here we go. You say flatly to our viewers right now, Gloria, that uh, the signature, what he wrote in that yearbook in 1977, according to her, can you say flatly that was not a forgery? Well, all I'm saying is we will permit an independent examiner of the uh, writing to look at exemplars of former judge, uh, twice removed from the Alabama Supreme Court judge on account of ethical uh, violations, according to the ethics uh, committee in that state. Uh, We will allow all of this to be asked and answered at the hearing. But that's not a flat denial, uh, Gloria. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it, all I'm saying is we're not denying, we're not admitting, we're not addressing. We will not be distracted. Uh, and we will pursue a just result for our client. 
But why do you need a Senate hearing on this? Why not just permit an independent handwriting examiner mm -hmm. to go back, look at the yearbook, and see if it was genuine, that, that signature, or a forgery? Well, uh, all I can say is that we want it done in a professional setting to the extent possible. That's the only setting in which people can testify under oath. Nobody wants that. And Just that's give it to someone. that's what we think is uh -oh. most important. And, any, and I think it's very reasonable on our part to want to have this addressed and to say that we will submit it at that time should such a hearing be held. Sounds like a bunch of garbage to me. Right? Doesn't it? This. This. This smells really bad. Uh. I mean, how can she not just say, sure, we'll give it to a pro, an independent person, and they'll come out with this and show that my client is totally right, but she didn't say that. She won't say that. Her her client, Beverly Nelson, again, says that he signed it and blah, 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 blah. She couldn't, again, can you flatly say, can you say flatly that was not a forgery? She couldn't say that. That's a big deal. Al Franken has put out a statement, by the way, the big purr of Al Franken. Quote, this is what he said about, again, if you missed it, Al Franken, the picture's on my page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Please like it and follow it. And you see the picture from him going on a USO tour with a bunch of people, including Leanne Tweeden, who is now a news anchor at a uh, talk station in Los Angeles. And she said back in 06, uh, her boyfriend, now husband, was an Air Force pilot. She wanted to go. Her dad's from Vietnam. I want to go help out the troops. They did a skit together. Al Franken shoved his tongue down her throat. And then when she was passed out, from exhaustion on the way back from Afghanistan flying to L.A. She was still wearing her Kevlar uh, vest and the helmet. Al Franken took a picture. He was grabbing her, groping her breasts, thinking it was funny. Al Franken put out a statement. I certainly don't remember the rehearsal for the skit in the same way. Of course not. But I send my sincerest apologies to Leanne. As to the photo, it was clearly intended to be funny, but wasn't. I shouldn't have done it. You grabbed a woman's breasts that were passed out. That's funny. Uh, if John McCain, Jeff Flake, McConnell, Ryan, all these guys don't call for Al Franken to quit his job because sex assaulters should not be in the Senate, which is kind of a joke in Congress and considering apparently they're all over the place, $15 million worth. Um, if that doesn't happen, you'll know how fake this Roy Moore thing is because they're all calling for Roy Moore to go away. If they don't call for Al Franken to go away, the Democrat, oh boy. I will continue. 933. Mr. Ons, I'll be there tonight, 5 to 7. Beer Club for Men. That's right. You don't think we have a lot to talk about? Beer Club for Men tonight. Mr. Ons, Oracle and Rudisil. I'll be there from 5 to 7. Great drink specials. $2 beers from 5 to 6. Food specials. Small plates starting at 3 bucks. Sushi starting at 4 bucks. You can get some Ons wings, some onion rings. Great bar area, Mr. Ons. Also a great patio. It's going to be chilly once that. Yeah, probably about 5.30, 5.45 when the sun starts going down. He'll fire up that fire pit. You can sit outside. I mean, I'll make my way around. I can't wait to talk to you and hear what you have to say about all this stuff we've been talking about. Uh, and then think about this, too, by the way. Company parties, right? Holiday parties, Christmas parties, whatever you want to call them without offending everybody or, or offending, who cares? You ever think about Mr. Ons? We had our holiday party last year at Mr. Ons, and it was a great time. We were out on the patio. It was a lot of fun. Got some drinks, got some platters of sushi and appetizers and food. You have that option. You could even get uh, in the back of Mr. Ron's where they have the teppanyaki tables because the Japanese steakhouse. You could even go back there. They have private rooms that could be closed off, and you guys can have a whole big work function back there as well. So when you're thinking holiday party, think Mr. Ons. Find out more. He's on Oracle and Rudisil. I'll see you tonight from 5 to 7. Go to MrOnTucson.com.
Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's LUCK to 200-200. All right, 943. Thank you for hanging out. Three things I think you need to know. Al Franken is a big, gigantic perv. Al Franken. Uh, It has come out. There's a picture. It's on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio, where he was on a USO tour, and he uh, groped a passed-out blonde woman, grabbing her breast. Big picture of it. She also writes about how this happened in 2006. He uh, he shoved his tongue down her throat. And, of course, he says, I don't remember that. Of course, why would you? Hey, how many play-by-playmates have you made out with, Al? Is it a lot? I hope it's not a lot. That's what she is, Leanne Tweeden. Anyway, uh, she works for, she's a news anchor at a Los Angeles uh, talk station right now. So uh, she wrote about that whole thing. <clears throat> Incredible stuff. Uh, we'll see if uh, the Republican establishment and the Dems there call for Big Al, the sex assaulter, to quit. If they don't, it goes straight to what they think Roy Moore. Second thing that I think you need to know is that uh, the the manager of the mall, where Roy Moore was uh, reportedly by national outlets banned from because he was apparently, according to them and people there, bothering uh, teenage girls. He said, that's not true. He was never banned from the mall. I ran the mall. I would have known if he was banned. Whoops. Whoops. I'm telling you, this is all skimming. And Gloria Allred, I'll put the video up on my page at KNST.com. Gloria Allred won't deny that the yearbook signature that her client gave, uh, uh, that was uh, the yearbook signature from Roy Moore that her client has, is a forgery. She won't say it was a forgery, and she won't even hand it over. We need a Senate hearing. Excuse me? Talk about dragging this out. It's all falling apart. Third thing that I think you need to know, Jerry Jones very upset with how uh, the whole protesting thing is going on and uh, doesn't like the job that the commissioner's doing. Apparently being warned by the NFL, his lawyer got a letter, Jerry Jones is a detriment to the NFL. Oh, but the protesters aren't? The kneelers aren't? That's how stupid the NFL is. Three things that I think you need to know. <clears throat> really? Uh, hang on a second. Again, Al Franken's statement, if you missed it. Al Franken. Do you still have the Al Franken statement up there? I'd have to get it on my own. Do you have it up there? Al Franken again got caught. And I, by the way, I tweeted. Follow me on Twitter, at Garrett Lewis. What nickname do you think, because uh, I can't wait to read the tweet that Donald Trump is going to tweet about Al Franken being a big perv. Uh, what tweet, what nickname do you think Trump will give him? And I tweeted that. And I got a couple so far. Lizard Kisser. Grabby Al. I'm a big perv Al. <laughs> Grabby Al. Grabby Al. I think Grabby Al might take it, actually. <laughs> Al Franken put out a statement, I certainly don't remember the rehearsal for the skit in the same way, but I send my sincerest apologies to Leanne. As to the photo, it was clearly intended to be funny, but wasn't. I should not have done it. I mean, I get it. He was trying to be funny. You just don't do that, though. I'd be, listen, Ryan, we're friends. If you thought it was funny to grope my wife if she was passed out, I'd be pissed. And I wouldn't grope your wife. As much as, she, as much as she asks me to, wow. I would not grope your wife. Yeah, when will Mitt Romney, who came out and said, uh, you know, this Roy Moore needs to step aside. You have real actual photographic evidence of what's going on here. Real actual photographic evidence versus just stories of what may have happened 30 or 40 years ago, randomly, right before a big election. 
Will Mitt Romney, that that uh, turncoat, that establishment swine, will he step up? Probably not. Where are you, Mitt? These clowns. <laughs> Brian, welcome to KNST. Hello. Hello, guys. Hey, you know, it's, you know, it's going to be a beautiful day today because we're all going to get to see the double standard take shape. You know, it's, it's okay to do it if you're a Democrat. It's not okay if you're a conservative. Rory Moore can't get away with it because there's a signature in a, in a book, even in the wrong month, you know, yearbook. But we have pictures of Franken, and it'll be excused. It'll be okay. She had a combat vest on. She really wasn't touching her chest. You know? Yeah. You know, that, that's what's going to happen. You know? If, if, if one of us did that and they had a picture of it, uh, the cops would already be on the way to my house to pick me up that one. Yep. Uh, plus, you know? plus, I don't know about you. Are you, are you married, Brian? Uh, divorced. Okay, well, then you're okay. If I did that and there was a picture of that, my wife would have chopped my thing off. <laughs> I know, right? You Boy, know? Lorraine Bobbitt. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You are 100% right, man. Thank you for the phone call. You know what? This is a good time to play this soundbite. You got to hear this. Dan Rather from 1999 on Imus's radio show on the story that had come out at the time of uh, Juanita Broderick saying, Bill Clinton raped me. Yeah. And uh, this is back in 1999. And Dan Rather was giving excuses and accepting and ignoring, like, it wasn't a big deal. Listen to this. Here we go. And this, even this, this Juanita Broderick thing that, uh, this, this uh, interview that the people over there at NBC News have been sitting on for some reason. Who knows? Sitting on it. Well, I think the reason is pretty obvious that they're, uh, they, they don't call me and tell me why they run or don't run these things. I think it's pretty obvious they're nervous about, number one, whether this information is accurate, whether it's really true or not. And then, number two, uh, even if it does, it, it turn out to be true. It happened a long time ago, and number three... What? Pause it, pause it, hang on. It happened a long time ago. So she was raped a long time ago. Would Dan rather say that if if it's true, and we don't know if it's not, but if it's true about Roy Moore that he grabbed a girl's butt or kissed a girl? Well, it happened a long time ago. Could you use the same excuse? Would that be accepted? Like Brian said, no, as a Democrat. Well, granted, and of course, Rush brought up the fact that Roy Moore was a Democrat at the time. Let's continue. It happened a long time ago, and number three, they got to be figuring maybe, just maybe, the American public has heard all they want to hear about this, and oh. they're saying, you know, next, let's move on to the next thing. Wow. I was reading either in Time or Newsweek that even the woman herself, Juanita Broderick, said she hoped that this thing went away this week, and she, <laughs> even she was sick of hearing about it. It's her story. But. Well, let's hope she gets her way with that. How about that? I'll let, yeah, let's hope it goes away, huh? For Bill Clinton's sake, let's just hope it goes. I'm a newsman, Dan Rather. Pathetic, isn't it? Absolutely 150% pathetic. I got to agree with Brian. I'm waiting for this whole circle the wagons, double standard. Oh, he didn't mean it. He was a comedian at the time. <laughs> he be apologizing for his career made us sit through exactly you know he was so unfunny on snl it was as if he tried to shove his tongue down all of our throats by watching right oh is that bad no it's about right yeah <laughs> it's like he's had his hands on my chest it was groping as well it was so painful uh my buddy al from long island thinks that uh trump will name al franken on twitter al skankin and then my buddy al says i'm gonna change my name to joe <laughs> but don't do that because then he'd be a creepy Joe Biden. Oh, and his that. hands have, you know, they like to go places. You need a classy name like Ryan. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, because it's like Paul Ryan and he's a dirt ball too. Anyway, um, there's never been a bad Garrett. 
Except for me. <laughs> I'm just going to say, except for you who ruined it. Uh, that's too funny. That is too funny. All right. <clears throat> two R's, one T. Thank, thank you. Exactly. <laughs> two R's, two T's. They're the bad ones. Yeah. Those are the ones that ended up in prison. Um, <laughs> 951. Uh, if you missed it, about uh, two hour, two and a half hours ago, we had a uh, woman on. Cheryl Moses. Cheryl Moses, who was hosting the event for white people. It was called Come Meet a Black Person. And we had her on to talk about how ridiculous it is, and she started going after me, claiming just she didn't know anything about me, but apparently I have white privilege. And when I asked her what exactly white privilege is, she went crazy on me. She cursed. The uncensored interview will be up on my iHeartRadio channel. Go to iHeartRadio.com, search Garrett Lewis, probably within an hour or so. Uh, or if you have the iHeartRadio app, just search Garrett Lewis. Now, a black woman has emailed me what she thought of that conversation. And I'm going to tell you what she said in four minutes. 952 KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk.